Today I'd like to talk about blocks. Now blocks are supported since iOS SDK 4.0 and above, and with 4.0 we saw a lot of new additions with block-based APIs. I'm going to go through some examples today using blocks to show you how powerful they are and to show you what the syntax is like and what it's like working with them. So here I've got just a basic uh, view-based application and with no functionality in it, and what I'd like to do is um, load an image from the network and display it in an image view. So I'm going to flip over to the header file and we're going to add a few IVARs. First is going to be UI image view and I'll call this the wallpaper view. I also want a UI activity indicator view and that's good for now. Now back over here I'm going to call a method called load wallpaper Let's just define that method. And I have the URL to this wallpaper. There's a nice wallpaper URL we can use. And what I want to do is pull down the NSData that represents this image. And I can use NSData alloc init with contents of URL. And then once we have the wallpaper data, I can get an image out of that using UI image alloc init with data passing in the image data. Now at this point I want to set that onto the image view, our wallpaper image view. Except that doesn't exist yet, so we need to make sure and initialize it. So in our view to load, I'm going to say wallpaper view is a new UI image view. We'll use init with image nil for now. We'll set the frame to be the same as self.view.bounds, so it occupies the entire screen. Then I want to set the content mode to UI view content mode scale aspect fit. And that will fit the it will fit the uh, image that we download into this contents, uh, preserving the aspect ratio. Once I've done that, I just need to add that as a sub view to our view. And I need to do the same for our indicator view. We'll use a white large style for our indicator. We'll make sure it hides when stopped. Or we'll set the center point to self.view.center so that it will be centered. And finally, self.view add subview indicator. So now we have an image view and we have an indicator view in the center. So when we load our wallpaper, what I'd like to do is show the indicator, so I can say start animating here, and then I would say uh, stop animating here. Now there is a problem with this code, and when I run it, you'll it will be quite apparent. So you can see here that we never saw our indicator; it just sort of took a long time to launch, and then we saw our wallpaper. So what happened? The problem is we're using a single thread of execution here. We tell it to start animating, then we um, construct a URL, and we init with contents of the URL here. So this thread is blocked at this point. And only when it comes back does it construct an image out of that data, which can take a considerable amount of time since this is a wallpaper-sized image. And um, then we set this, this should be quick, and then we stop animating. So before it even has a chance to refresh the screen, we've already stopped animating the, the indicator. So what we need to do is uh, perform this heavy operation on a background thread and make sure that we keep the main thread tight so that it can update the UI and process user input and that sort of thing. 
So what I'd like to do here is change this to, to use blocks. I'm going to use Grand Central Dispatch, which is a technique that you can use to pass blocks around to do async operations. To do that, you start with Dispatch Async, and you hit Tab here. This takes a queue. Notice this is a C data type. So we're going to uh, call Dispatch Get Global Queue, and we're going to get a global queue. We have to pass in the, the priority, so I'm going to pass in Dispatch Queue Priority Background. No flags there. And it takes a block, and notice how the block is a little caret followed by void and the name block. So basically we need to do caret, and since it doesn't take anything, we can just close our block like that. So it's a caret followed by a pair of curly braces. Now inside the block we can do this long-running operation, and this will enqueue this operation in a block onto a background thread and be processed by Grand Central Dispatch. Now we still have a problem here. We're updating the UI. These last two lines of code are updating the UI on a background thread. So once we're done, we need to dispatch again to the main queue to jump back over and update the UI only on the main thread. So I'm going to do another dispatch async call here and call dispatch get main queue. And inside of here, we can assign the image to our wallpaper's image view and stop animating our indicator. Now the interesting thing to see here is that we're using this image variable that was declared outside of our block. So this is an easy way to transfer data from one thread to another without using instance variables. A block is a closure, and so it will actually retain all of the values that are inside of the block. So at this point we should be able to run, and this time you should see an activity indicator and then the image comes in. So it would be nice if we could tap on this and update this image many times. So what I want to do first is have an array of wallpapers and an integer that represents the last wallpaper index. In our view to load I'm going to set up the wallpapers to a new array. So now we have three wallpapers in our array. Then I want to set a tap gesture recognizer on our view, so every time we tap on the view we fetch a wallpaper. So I'm going to say UI tap gesture recognizer. And then we need to add that to our view. And then we need to seed it at least one time with our wallpaper. So in our load wallpaper, we need to figure out what URL we're going to load. So I'm going to go ahead and we're going to um, take the last wallpaper index and add one to it. And then we're going to um, check to see if our uh, wallpaper index is greater than or equal to the count of the total wallpapers. And if so, we're going to reset it back to zero. Finally, we can pull out the URL that we want to work with and wallpapers objected index, last wallpaper index. We can actually move this down below so we actually start at zero and then wrap around. Now one thing I'd like to do is since we have these two dispatch calls, 
I actually want to encapsulate the fetching of the image into a method. So I'd like to say fetch image with URL, passing in the URL. But then I have to pass in the completion block of what to do once the image is loaded. And so we're going to create a method to encapsulate that. So here I'm going to create that method fetch image with URL, passing in the URL. And then I want to have a completion block passed in. Now this completion block is going to be a block that accepts an argument of type image. So to do that, you need to first specify the return type, then the caret in parentheses, and then any arguments that are going to be passed to the block. Once you have that, then we just need to name it completion. And now we can take this code and paste it here. Now, what happens when it's done isn't the responsibility of this method. This method is just going to fetch the image and then call the completion block with the fetched image. So this is a way to use a block as a parameter to your method. So now we can call fetch image with URL, completion block. Now here, instead of doing the simple caret curly brace style, we have to pass in, we have to declare our um, input parameters to this block. And because we'd specified what the block took, what this method took um, in terms of the block parameters, it takes a block that returns nothing and accepts a UI image, we'll get compile time safety on um, what we put here. So at this point, now we just need to pull in this dispatch async call to jump to the main thread. And now that's a little bit cleaner. We have a more general purpose method of fetching the image and doing something with it, um, which we can easily, um, which we can easily uh, wrap up and call in using other scenarios. Okay, so let me run this and make sure that I didn't break anything. Okay, now at this point, since I tap on, at this point, since I added the gesture recognizer, if I tap on it, we should see the loading indicator again and then a new wallpaper. Okay, now one thing you might notice is that these are uh, pretty large images. Uh, I did that on purpose so it would take a long time to download. And we can actually log out what the size of the image is here. We'll uh, log out ns string from cg size image dot size. So every time an image is fetched, we'll see the size here in the logs. So that is a 1024 by 768, and that's 1600 by 1200, and this one is 16 number 1200. So these are actually occupying quite a bit of memory, even though we're not displaying them in their full at their full scale. They're being zoomed out quite a bit to fit on screen. So what what we should do is resize this to the size that we want to work with. So I'm going to create another method here called resize image to size, and I'll just specify the width. So width. And then I'm going to have another completion block. And it's basically going to be the same thing as this. And if you found this to be ugly in the first place, um, you're not alone. And this is actually really annoying if you have to type this multiple times. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to extract that out into a, a type def. So I'm just going to delete this and go up to the top of the file and we're going to say type def. Now the syntax is slightly different here. You start with the return type, then your open parentheses in a caret, but we have to name it now. So I'm going to call this an image completion block. And then finally the arguments that is that it accepts. So now we have a type that is our image completion block. And if we scroll back down to where we needed to use that, we can simply use the type image completion block and it's much easier to read. And it's also easier to use here. The responsibility of this method is to take in the input image, resize it, uh, preserving the aspect ratio to the new width, and then call the completion handler. So here again, we're going to call dispatch async because this is a long running operation and we can't be guaranteed that we are being called on a background thread. So it's perfectly acceptable for async tasks to spawn other async tasks. So here we're going to do the same thing here and dispatch get global queue and we'll use a um, queue priority of background, no flags. Now here we're going to declare our new thumb image. We're going to calculate the new size. And that's going to be width, the width divided by the image size, image.size.width, multiplied by image.size.height. And that will preserve the aspect ratio so our image doesn't look distorted. Finally, we need to say UA graphics begin image context for this, this size. And then follow that with a UI graphics end image context. And then we can uh, tell our image to draw in a rect, CG rect make zero zero, new size dot width, new size dot height. So it'll draw that entire image into this new rectangle. And then we can get an image from the current drawing context and store that in the thumb image. At this point, we have uh, our thumb image, but then we can just call our completion passing in the thumb image this time. So this structure is similar to how we had, how we fetched the image. And so what we can easily do here is after fetching the image, instead of calling the completion block, we can call, just call resize image to width self.view.frame.size.width and passing in the same completion block that was passed to this block. Now if we run it, these things are resized to the appropriate size for our view and they won't occupy so much memory inside of your view hierarchy. Okay, so what else can we do with blocks? You'll find that they're used in a lot of places in the framework, and one of those is UI animations. So UI view animations are a really powerful way of doing simple animations on your views. So I think it would be cool to call out a little bit of attention to this, um, to these images when they are, when they are changed. For example, we can fade out the old image and fade in the new one. We can do that here by saying wallpaper view dot alpha equals zero. 
So we're going to start by making the current one fade to zero. And we can do this, but this will just make it disappear. We want this to animate over time. So we can say UI view animate with duration. Let's give it a half second duration and then pass in the block. Now everything inside the block will get animated over that duration. And then we need to do the reverse of this. We'll just copy that. And once we've assigned this image and we tell that uh, indicator to stop animating, I will run an animation for again for a half second, but this time setting the alpha back to one. So you can see that the image fades in. I click it, it fades out, new one fades in. Okay, what else can we do with this? Let's write a new method called bounce image. I'll define that right here. Now we can use UI view, animate with durations, and pass in a completion block as well. So I'm not really sure what the time interval is gonna be, but let's start with something slow say two seconds. Start with something slow like two seconds and we can change that later. For the animations we're going to um, set the transform property of our image view. So I'll take wallpaper view transform equals CG affine transform make scale. We're going to start off with 1.1 to make it 10% bigger. In the completion block, notice that this block takes a boolean parameter of whether or not the animation finished. So to use that we have to declare our block as so. Now for this one, once this animation is done, we're basically going to do the same thing inside of here. Start a new animation. This time we're going to set the scale to 0 0.9. And this is 90% uh, of the original size. And then finally, inside of here, we're going to do one more to make this back at 1.0. And we don't need a completion block for this one. So it's a little bit complicated to see, but you can look at the scales. We go from 1.1 to 0.9 to 1.0. And that's going to happen as soon as a new image comes in, it's going to be bounced. So let's take a look and see what happens here. So since I added the, um, the slow duration, you can see the effect. But what we really want is something a lot faster. So let's make this at a quarter of a second. Okay, that's a pretty neat effect. But we can clean up this code a little bit by using the same technique about passing in a block as we did earlier. What I'd like to do is define another type def. And we'll just call this an, uh, an action block. Um, this is going to be a generic one that takes no parameters. And then uh, when I'm bouncing an image, I actually want to just say um, scale image to scale completion action block completion. Now we already have the duration set, so we can copy this declaration here. Then say UI view animate with duration, duration for the animations. We're going to set the view transform for our finished uh, block. We can call our completion handler. So I'm just going to copy this transform call here, and we're going to change these to use scale and scale. 
Okay, and I have one more um, tweak I need to make. I'd like to be able to pass a nil to this block and calling nil as a block method like this will actually crash so we just need to say if completion completion. Now we can turn all of this code around we can delete all of this and now say self scale image to 1.1 and for the completion of that we're going to scale the image to 0 0.9 and for the completion of this one we're going to scale the image back to 1.0 and pass in nothing for the completion. Now let's build that and we don't need this duration parameter anymore and if we run it you can see that we still have the same effect but it's a lot easier to read because we're um, being a little bit smarter about passing in blocks. And there you have it. That is uh, a pretty heavy use of blocks in Grand Central Dispatch to do things on the background thread. I hope you found this episode useful. And remember, if you have any video suggestions, just head on over to our feedback site and drop a note so others can vote for it. Well, that's it for this week, and I'll see you again in a week.